Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we're Board on the Air, and we're talking about Emphasis board games and board game related topics. On tonight's show, we will be talking about Emphasis. You nailed that. Didn't I? I keep going. You were doing well. Okay. And what we've been playing, and a main topic. Our main topic for this evening is what makes you a true board gamer? Yes. And also Emphasis. And after that, we'll be talking about emphasis. You're just nailing this I can't this today. say that word. F-emphasis. F-emphasis. Yes. I did Perfect. it. Okay. So as if you hadn't realized for the next two shows is the middle of F-emphasis. And what this is, is uh, CFCR's annual pledge drive and donation drive to uh, keep us on the air. Yes. It's the biggest fundraising that yeah. we do in the year. And with COVID, you know, they used to get a lot of money or they from live shows. Yep. And a lot of that isn't on. Uh, yeah. A lot of sponsors have stepped back because of COVID. So if you have the means to donate and pledge, they would love to have your support. Yes. As you guys know, uh, the studio was shut down for three months. Or maybe you didn't know. But obviously, we weren't here. Yep. Uh, it was shut down for three months. So there was no programming uh going out no new programming going out uh so it, it was a hard time for the station and we'd really appreciate anything you can donate anything above 25 dollars does get a tax receipt plus there's lots of awesome prizes that you can get yeah. uh and just remember if you are going to pledge money or donate if you could think about doing it in our name if you heard about it from our show you just give them our uh, show code 6-9. Yes, and that will make sure it goes towards us or in our name. More yeah, than exactly. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so with the donations and pledges, uh, if you do a tax donation, you do not get in on the draws. If you just, or tax receipt, sorry. If you just give it to the station, then you get in on all the great prizes. Yeah. And there's different levels, of course. 25 gets you into grand prize one. Uh, 75 is one and two and a t-shirt. 150 is one, two, and three. And 250 is all the draws. And all of those get you a t-shirt other than the $25 one. Yes. And the, pro the uh, grand prize draws this year are pretty awesome. So draw number one is a Spoken Sport shopping spree. So that's one of the local bike shops in town. Draw number two is an Escapes Sports golf prize package. Disc golf prize pack. Disc golf prize package. Disc golf basket, disc bag, disc set, hydro flask, and hiking boots and more. It's a pretty awesome one. It's valued at $1,100. I know. It's crazy. Uh, grand prize draw three. This is a custom made hickory entry bench made by Chris Jarvis. Uh, this one's valued at six fifty, so I assume it's gonna be gorgeous. Yeah, and number four, you have your choice of a painting. Nope, nope. you don't have your choice. Read the bottom part there. Uh, <laughs> winners cannot choose which prize. They will draw one, and then the other gets the other. Okay, you will get either a painting from Cheryl Buckmaster called Knee Deep, or an eight hundred dollars in gift cards from Hearth Restaurant. Lots uh, of food. Yeah. Support the re the restaurants as well, right? They've been hit too. And if you pledge and pay by October 9th, which is technically the last day of F emphasis, mm -hmm. you get in on the early bird, which is a stained glass window hanging called Desert Dweller by Jackie Davies from Glass Hand Studio. 
so yeah some awesome prizes in there uh and you know just know that it would really be helping keep us on the air keep the station running our friendly local radio show right yes we really like being here and we'd love it if you guys could help us out yeah the, the studio has or the radio station has a lot of expenses through the year and, and this goes to cover a lot of those uh so first thing we will talk on is what we've been playing and we got to play or well a we finished my city the campaign we did and i enjoyed it all the way it's fantastic uh haven't played the standalone game yet but i am sure this will get back to the table quickly definitely uh then we got to play a couple of new games that we just got uh one that uh mrs board on the air got uh or ms board on the air got for her birthday Mm -hmm. and one that uh, I picked up for free shipping when Jordan was ordering something from Board Game Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first one, uh, I'll talk about uh, uh, Istanbul. It was almost called the Imhotep, but that's a different yeah, game. That is a very <laughs> different game. <laughs> uh, we played Istanbul, which is one that I think Dave's talked about before. I think we mentioned it last week. Yeah, we talked about We talked about it, it last week, uh, and we finally got it, and I finally got to play it. Yeah, you and Jordan hadn't played we this We hadn't one yet. played it before, so I got to try it out. It's a neat, neat concept because the idea is you have a tableau in front of you that's constantly changing. Like each game, you lay them out in a random order. Yep. Uh, and you have this pile of discs. And the discs, you have one merchant uh, and four up to five assistants, correct? Yes. yes. So as you go along on this tableau, you move orthogonally and you leave a disc or pick up a disc to take an action somewhere, depending, of course, what's there. Yeah. Uh, and those actions can be things like get resources, uh, buy, buy, well, I guess, buy resources, uh, buy things for your tableau in front of you. Get money. Get money, all with the idea of getting gems. And so you can buy gems in certain ways. You get gems if you finish certain uh, goals. Either way, the goal is to get five of these gems, correct? Yeah, the first five one gems. to five yeah. ends the game. You finish that round, and whoever's at five wins. If multiple people are, there's tiebreakers. Exactly. Just like most games. Yeah. Uh, this, it was a neat concept for game. For, for game. Uh, for a game. Uh, it, I, I thought it, it played pretty easy. It was easy to pick up. I don't know if it was necessarily the most exciting game. Um, like, I didn't find that I was going through, and I'm like, oh, man, what's going to happen, right? Uh, but it was cool uh to see all of the different moves you can do because you're like i need to do this stuff but you know people are blocking my way right so i gotta figure out how to do this because i either don't have the money or i don't have the resources so how do i get those things but it didn't it wasn't very punishing which no, there, i enjoyed there wasn't a whole lot of punishment uh the interaction in the game is if you land on the same space as somebody else's merchant you have to pay them two coins to do the action there yeah uh or if you land on where their family member is, you can send them back to jail and get $3 or a bonus card. Yeah, so you can lose money, you can gain money, stuff like that. Like it's, again, it's not super punishing by any it, means. It, it's a Euro game, right? Every, yeah. every, there's no luck base in this other than Some two, of the rolls. two squares where yeah. you're rolling dice. Yeah. Uh, you can move one or two spaces each turn. And you're going to one of 16 different locations and taking that action. Yeah. Right? Uh, the only downside I had to this game, or I, I don't know if I'd say complaint, but it'd be close to that, is something that kind of kept me from playing the game. Um, 
when I first heard about it, because I think I heard about this like two years ago, right? When we well, were starting. Well, this came out in 2014, 2015. Yeah. So the thing that I heard when we watched the review on it was that there's like 80 characters shown in this game and none of them are women, um, <laughs> which is hard to do when there's like 85 characters, right? Yes. And they're showing market scenes. So that was one thing that kind of kept me from it just because, you know, I it's a little disappointing to me when I find games that maybe don't have great representation. Um, so it, it just didn't interest me as much. But it was a good game. Yeah. Gameplay was fine. Yeah. And so we have two more expansions expansions to add to this that we haven't tried yet. Uh, we played two, two times of the base game. Mm -hmm. uh, this is one of the first games I played when I first started going to our Friday night games mm -hmm. and really enjoyed it and had been wanting to get it, but I wanted the big box because when it came out, it made sense. It was cheaper than getting all the expansions, which yeah. I knew I would want. And yeah, it, it is fun. Uh, Mom had played this a bunch on uh, the iPad and got bored of it. Mm -hmm. But her thought, her feelings after playing it twice in person is significantly better. Yeah, I can see this being one of those games I'd rather play with people than play with computers. For sure. Um, because they just, they, they, you know, they're programmed certain ways and it's not nearly as a good time. Yeah, I know when interaction and conversation and jokes is always part of the board game for me. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So that's Istanbul. I, I recommend it to anybody who likes a decent Euro. Yeah. Uh, plays quickly, teaches quickly because yep. you're doing... Four actions and then learning the spaces, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you are listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we're talking about F-Emphasis. Yeah, big fundraising time, everybody. Help keep this community radio station on air and yes. here, please. Uh, last year, we had a lot of people that pledged for us or towards us, and we appreciate that. I uh, would love to have those people pledge again if, if they're capable of it. Uh, we understand that times are tough, but if you can give anything, uh, please do. And you're able to do that by calling the station at 306-664-6678. Or you can donate online at cfcr.ca. Yes, and you can even set it up for monthly donations. So you don't have to pay it all at once. You can say, I want to give... $12, a dollar a month, and set it up that way. Yes. And as we mentioned a little earlier, if you want to donate in our name, you just give them our uh, show code, which is 6-9. And I wanted to mention that you can split this donation up if you want to put your name in for multiple radio stations. Or sorry, shows. not radio stations, shows. Yeah. Um, but you still get the prize with your total amount of donation. Yeah, so if you want to give some to us, some to Switching Gears, you can give some to both yeah. of us. Green Eggs and Ham. Green Eggs and Ham, Wednesday yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm naming all my friends' shows. <laughs> but remember, we're, we're better than both of them. No. <laughs> I mean, we're the best board game one in town. We are the best board Actually, game. Actually, can we say that? We have friends who have a board game show. <laughs> we are the best board game radio show in on Saskatoon CFCR. on CFCR. Yeah, perfect. Right? We nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second game we played was a brand new one that just came out uh, for release, and that's called Alma Mata. Matter? Matter, yeah. Alma Matter. Yep. And this one is by the makers of Coimbra. Mm -hmm. One of Shay's and my favorite games. I love games. Coimbra. Uh, 
This one, you are running a university and you're trying to uh, attract professors, students, and bring those to your university and collect points. Mm -hmm. it, it's very point salad -y with a heavy dose of end game scoring. Yeah, it's major end game scoring. Yeah, if, if you play it right, which me, Shay, and Jordan did not, yeah. you will get a little bit at the end. But if you play it correctly, like Miss Board on the Air did. <laughs> it's a terrible name. We really shouldn't use that. <laughs> I love it. She's going to hate it. <laughs> uh, she got a ton of points and doubled all of us. Yeah. Right? We were within about five to 10 points each of us. Like I think 50 not, 58 to 50 or something, I think, yeah. between the three of us. And she was at 114. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you're collecting books to pay for the scholars, to pay for the uh, or the professors and the students. Uh, you're buying these books with money, and there's income phases. Uh, there's six rounds and three phases to each round. Yeah. Uh, you start with four workers, and you can get anywhere from four to eight actions, depending on how many workers you unlock and how many professors you have. Mm -hmm. uh, there are certain locations that the first person that goes there puts one worker down. And if you want to go to that location, you have to put one more than that's, that's already there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would have one, Shay would have to put two, then Jordan would have to put three. Uh, with four workers, it doesn't make, nobody tried to go a third time to a place. Mm -hmm. uh, once it was locked down, it was really locked down. Yeah, I don't. I don't think other than the ones you could go for free, anybody went a third time yeah. somewhere. Yeah, uh, turn order really plays a factor in this one, uh, and it's randomized each, or it's not randomized. It's uh, based on how, how many, many people go to the monastery. Yeah, uh, and then your book value changes based on how how much technology you have. Yeah, whoever has most technology, their books are going to be worth more than. The people that have the least technology. Mm -hmm. uh, you can sell your own books to people. Every person has a color and you can sell your color to other people because you can get your books for a dollar. They have to pay $3 for your book. Unless you put them on your market, then it can be anywhere from two to four. Mm -hmm. uh, this was significantly heavier than Coimbra. Oh, absolutely. Definitely, it definitely heavier. It was a game that I went into with some expectation of the game, mm -hmm. but no idea how much it would melt my brain. Yeah, I went into it going... I didn't actually realize this was made by the same people as Coimbra. I'm sure I knew that, but yeah. I certainly didn't remember. Um, I went into it going, oh, cute little books, and oh, a colorful board. This can't be too bad. And then, um, yeah, it <laughs> kind of blew my brain a little bit, and by the end of it, I was just like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, so I would rate this a upper medium game. I say meat heavy. Yeah, not quite heavy, but at a max medium for yeah. sure. Uh, I got the same feeling that I got from some of the Vital Lacerda games where, that I consider very heavy where, you know, I want to do this. To do that, I need this. And to do that, I need this. And to do that, I need this. So... Where do I start, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, and I really, really enjoyed this game. I'm looking forward to playing this multiple times. 
and being destroyed each time by... <laughs> by mom. <laughs> Miss board on the air. Mom board on the air. <laughs> mom board on the air. Mom on the air. <laughs> mom on the air. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed. The production value is off the charts. Really solid game. Yeah. I, I would agree. The production value is fantastic. Yeah. Like the, the little books are adorable. The way they fit into the, the game is great. The board looks awesome. All the pieces are fantastic quality. Yeah. I don't know if I enjoyed the game as much. I didn't dislike it. Uh, I think it just, I, I had trouble kind of figuring out what exactly I wanted to do. Yep. Um, and then it felt like by the time I kind of figured out, oh, I need to do that. I just had no idea how to get it. And I was so far not in back in points because I was I kept buying points. So, yeah, you had a um, good money engine. Going. I had a good money engine going, but I wasn't doing anything else with it. Yeah, uh, and I didn't really know how, um, so I just kind of left it, and yeah. I had no end game scoring really. And then um, the end of the game really snuck up on us. Yeah, I also forgot, or well, I didn't forget. I didn't realize the last round was the last round, um, so I kind of missed out there. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a game that I might like more after I play it a couple times. The only thing is, I'm not a big fan of playing heavier games like at night, like when we normally do. Yeah. So I don't know how often I would necessarily say, "Hey, we're playing a game at you know seven. What game should we play?" And say, "Ah, let's pull out Alma Matter, definitely." Yeah. This um, is a solid ninety minutes to two hour game. Yeah, which is a little long for me. Like uh, it, it's definitely on the longer end of what I enjoy. Yeah, the teach was long. Long. Uh, which which added to it, of course. Uh, I think now that we know how to play it, the game will go yeah. faster. Uh, the thing I like is that it's a set six rounds, right? Yeah. Like you you know approximately that you're going to be done at some point, right? Yeah. Like it's not going to continue on until somebody reaches a certain goal. Yeah, and and really at its heart, it's engine building. Yeah. Because uh, once Mel got her engine going, uh, she had one move that just, Moved her up about, I'm going to say, six to eight spots on the yep. uh, tech. Tech, tech track. And it was game over from that yeah. point. I think I also might like this game at three players. It's hard to say, but I almost feel like that might work well, a little better. But. It, it, I think it's going to scale well because at three players, you just... That's right. There's a different board, right? You, you switch the board. You take one of each away. All Everything is sort of limited except for the books in this where, mm -hmm. you know, your students, there's three of each type of student. Uh, with three players, there's two of each type of yeah. student, right? So you're there's always going to be somebody who can't get something. So it's it's going to be different, and it's asymmetrical because everybody starts with a special power. Yeah. Uh, all in all, looking forward to more plays of this one. Definitely. And we will revisit this on the show after we've played it two or three more times. Yeah. Okay. You are listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, and we are. In F-Emphasis, Together in Stereo is the theme this year. And F-Emphasis is our biggest fundraising drive of the year. Uh, so as we've mentioned before, as you've probably heard, if you, if you listen to any other shows on CFCR, we are looking for donations to help keep this studio up and running. Yes. Yes. That is exactly that what is we're exactly doing. what we're doing. And if you donate, you if you donate above twenty five dollars, you can either get a tax receipt or you get your name put in for some pretty awesome prizes. All we ask is that you donate either by phone at 306-664-6678 or online at cfcr.ca and give them our uh, show code six nine, 
yeah. then yeah you get get some sweet stuff out of it yeah so what we didn't mention yet is outside of the grand prizes and the early bird prize there are additional prizes mm -hmm. in, in the past you were able to come in and pick what you wanted with covid that's changed this year uh so you're gonna sort of be entered into a draw yeah and people are, prizes are just gonna be assigned to you and i believe they're going to do some uh drop-offs at your houses and stuff yeah they say the the draws have value up to about half of your donation yeah so i mean in the past things that people have just gotten are things like um magnets um ten dollar gift cards ten dollar gift cards booster juice drinks stuff like that uh so you're, you're gonna get stuff you're gonna use right yeah. and again it really helps the station out allows us to uh keep recording like we love doing helps get new equipment keeps the station here pays the rent it pays the rent COVID hit everybody hard including this station being closed yeah. for three months did not help anything and with no live shows you know was well, yeah <laughs> all, all the shows were the main stop yeah so it was jay it was rebecca it was the general manager i can never remember his name it was kaylee those were the only four people in here and they yeah. ran every show they possibly could yes uh so this is sort of a way of giving back to all that effort that they do. And hopefully you're listening to us and you, you, you like CFCR and we're just one of the programs you listen to. Yeah. Uh, you're able to donate to multiple programs if you like. And you don't have to donate above $25. Any amount that you can do is helpful. You can do it in a payment plan. And if you, if you can't do it, if it's not within your means, that's fine as well. Yeah. We appreciate you listening to us. Exactly. Okay, now we're going to touch on our main topic. Uh, with F Emphasis, the next two show, or this show and next, a lot of it is us talking about F Emphasis. Yes. Th this is a big deal for us. It's a big deal for the radio station. But we have a short little topic we are going to talk about as well because everybody loves when we bicker. Yeah. So this one, what makes a real gamer? So and this is such a polarizing topic because it's like, oh, you know, real gamer. So this is sort of tongue in cheek, right? Yeah. If you play a board game, you're a real board yeah. gamer. Congratulations yeah. and show done. Uh, <laughs> that being said, I am a board game snob. You I really am are. Self-admitted board you're game snob. So if you come to me snob. and tell me you play Monopoly, I will make fun of you on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. It's not to be mean. It's, it's because I'm a bit of a jerk. You really but are. But it works for me. You really are. <laughs> yeah. If, if, da if dad, you know, makes fun of you, it really means he likes you. And yeah. if he doesn't make fun of you, he, he probably doesn't like you, but he might also not just not care. Uh. Uh, so, yeah. So there's lots of people out there that are like, oh, I play Catan. I play... Uh, Catan's the biggest one. I play Catan, <laughs> Catan, right? dead stop. I play Monopoly. <laughs> I play Cards Against Humanity, yeah. right? If you're playing games, you're playing games, right? Yeah. You know, I, I would say none of that disqualifies you from being a true board gamer. No. Uh, but, you know, the more games you play, the more board gamery you're going to be. Yeah. Is you that keep, a good you, way to say it? You keep pausing, looking at me. And I'm just gonna let yourself let yourself dig your your hole, your grave okay. in the ground. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I I would agree. I'd say like if we're talking about board gamer, 
usually we talk about designer board games, which does mean like if you're playing, you know, the Monopoly family games, it's not really a board game or it's not really a hobby. Uh, it's just like family time. Yeah. Right. A, a lot of the time when we talk about board, like board games, we're talking designer board games, hobby board games. Yeah. Uh, so not your monopolies, not your story, yeah. not it's, your. It's usually uh, games you can clue. get expansions for. You can get uh, bonus pieces for. You know all those games that want you to buy other things for their games. Yeah, it just. <laughs> I would just say it's that next level. Yeah. Right. It's that higher level of board games, and if you've bought one of them, even Catan, congratulations, you're a board gamer. You will be made fun of on occasion Okay, by but me. we've talked about this. Catan is a good board game. <laughs> okay, great... tonight we're revisiting our topic. Catan. No. No. <laughs> Catan is a designer board game. It was one it of the is. first. Therefore, yes. It is a board game, and it is something that gets a lot of people into the hobby, and I'm hoping that people don't just stop with it. Yeah. Right? And, and you know what? I would like to make a, a case for those of us that don't play board games every night, don't want to play board games every night. If you're a casual once a week board gamer, you're still a board gamer because that tends to be how I play. Okay. You heard Shay said, you have to play board games once a week to be a board gamer. So if you play <laughs> once every two weeks or once a month, you are no longer I a board gamer. you'll find I didn't say that and because they are not mutually exclusive. And you can send her your email at... No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so jokingly asked my son, Jordan, what makes you a true board gamer? And Jordan yelled out, when you own multiple shelves of board games <laughs> and have filled them. <laughs> See, I think you're a true board gamer when you buy uh, metal coins for your board games. Oh, okay. I think it's when so you start deluxifying your you board games. When you start deluxifying board yeah. games, you've now become a true board gamer. A true gamer. board gamer. <laughs> Or at least like the board game snob. You become a board game snob when you start buying deluxe editions. Yeah. Or it's, you know, if you go into conferences and stuff and you start referring to people as the guy that... You remember the guy that did that move? Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. It's like at a bike race. You know what people ride. You don't know what their names are. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, I've, I've reached a true board game status. I backed my first board game Kickstarter. Shay did do her first Kickstarter today, so she is now... Board game Kickstarter. Board game Kickstarter. She's second level board second, gamer now. Second tier board game. Second, when, no, do I reach the, when do I reach the diamond level? We sh <laughs> Yo, we got... Two and a half minutes here. Let's let's define the different levels. So level one is Monopoly. Is level one Monopoly? I would say level okay, one level is Monopoly. Okay, level one's Monopoly. Level, level two is Catan. Level two is Catan. Yeah. Level three is something other than Catan. Yeah, any other designer board level game. Level four is Deluxifying. Right. Level five is Kickstarter. Level five is you've filled a bookshelf. Okay. And then level six is Kickstarter. Gotcha. And I then like level it. seven is multiple Kickstarters while you sit at home and read the comments as to why they haven't shown up when they hit Seattle two weeks ago <laughs> and they're on a truck on their way to Iowa and then they get backlogged because Frosthaven 1.5 is shipping. <laughs> what game Not are you waiting for, Dave? Not spoken from experience. <laughs> what game are you waiting for? <laughs> that would be uh, Gugan and Kanan. <laughs> uh... So, also, yeah, that when you're moving, you have to change all your Kickstarter yeah. addresses so they show up to the I right spot. I have one spot. Kickstarter shipping November, <laughs> like beginning of November, and I'm just like, what? at what point do I change the address? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. But we're you getting, might want to change that I address. I might want to change that address. Uh, we're getting to the end of our show here. We just want to plug F-Emphasis one more time. Yeah. 
just a reminder for really, all you true board gamers for out all there. you true board gamers out there if you are a true board gamer you will support your friendly local radio station where yeah. you can hear us every thursday at six o'clock yes uh and, yeah together in stereo f emphasis 2020 running september 19th to october 2nd uh no pledge is too little no donation is too big <laughs> yeah. so if you want to donate yeah. a thousand no just donate what you can we really appreciate yeah. it again there are some sweet prizes up for grabs yeah and our radio station code is 6-9 if you want to pledge towards us you can also pledge toward others but we wouldn't recommend but it. we would love it if you pledged toward us <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm david and i'm shay and you're listening to board on the air on cfcr and we will see you next week have a great week guys night <laughs>